That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alien Nation, the newcomer podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Michael, and always with me, my brother, Kenny. Hey, guys. Today, we're going to be discussing the third TV movie, Millennium. This is part two. It originally aired on January 2nd, 1996, and was directed and written by Kenneth Johnson. Your Detective 2 case project? Yeah, and it's all spelled right, too. How did you manage this with your workload out there? Hey, Bri. I'm a multifaceted talent. We have our episode summary. Matt and George respond to a jumper and find themselves investigating the disappearance of several people from all walks of life. The case turns personal when a member of the Francisco family turns up missing. Emily looks for ways to impress a boy from her class and finds herself in a dangerous situation. Uh, Captain, Kathy has Jason Webster under hypnosis. She's made progress. Okay, Jason, we're going to go through this again. Now tell me about your wife and daughter. I missed them terribly. And what did you do? Nothing. For a long time, I was too depressed. Kept looking for something to fill the void. Drink, drugs. Bingo. Supernova. No. What did you find, Jason? Jennifer. J Jennifer who? He doesn't know a last name. What did you give her people? Not much. A little money. How much money? About 18,000. And what did Jennifer do? She took me to other worlds. How did you get there? I went through the portal. What were these worlds like? Amazing. Alien. And what did she promise you? Peace, enlightenment. April. April is his late wife. Did you see April, Jason? Yes, Jennifer took me to her. And to Millie, my daughter. I talked with them. <laughs> we were all so happy. Alien worlds? Can you tell us about those worlds, Jason? Each one was better. But more dangerous. Much more. I want you to stay relaxed. Just describe the dangers to me. Jungle plants with tendrils that, that, that wrapped around me, pulling me toward the giant scorpion. I can't. Stay calm. Now tell me, if there were such dangers, why did you all go? Because it was like nothing I'd ever seen. Unearthly beauty. Can you tell us, Jason, where the portal is? It's different each time. How did you find it? On the highway. What? Email. Information highway. Optimate. Email Caliban. To meet. All right, we're going to start off with our cast, our regular cast members. Of course, we have Terry Trejas as Kathy Frankel. We have Jeff Marcus as Albert Einstein. Eric Pierpoint as Detective George Francisco. Ron Fazler as Captain Brian Grazer. Gary Graham as Detective Matt Sykes. Michelle Scarabelli as Susan Francisco. Laura Woodland as Emily Francisco. Sean Six as Buck Francisco. Jenny Gago as Detective Beatrice Zepeda. Brian Markinson as Jason Webster. And Herda War as Alana. And our guest cast is Pamela DePella as Shivan, Frida Fo Shin as Vivian Fairbanks, Elias E. Williams as Frank Norton, Susan Dole as Marina Del Rey, <laughs> Rick Snyder as Marvin Bigelow, Susan Graham Levine as Polly Wanacracker. That's funny. <laughs> Harriet Leader as Landlady, 
John Toey as lawyer, Irene Forrest as wacko human, David Corinne as cop, Jason Bear as Randy, David Fastino as Felix Navidad. You also know him in Married with Children. That's right. Uh, we have Riza Schiffman as Jill, Stephen Flynn as Caliban, and Carrie Keene as Jennifer. Nickel? Hmm? What are your thoughts? Oh, no, it's a penny. Inflation. <laughs> you worried about George? And Buck, yeah. I was looking around this place and I was thinking, how nice it'd be to live someplace else. But I like this building. Yeah, but it's definitely low-rent city. No, I mean someplace really, you know, with a pool maybe, tennis court. Would you make that much more as a detective too? No, but Grazer pulled me into his office today. He wants to cut me in on a business deal. <laughs> but I thought he disliked you. Yeah, but he thinks I can help him. Do what? He wants to set up sort of an amusement park. I know that was my reaction at first, too. But this thing could make a lot of money in a big hurry. But what does Grazer know about amusement parks? Well, he's got this idea to use the technology of the portal. To what? Well, I know it sounds kind of funky, but the thing isn't patented, so it wouldn't be illegal. But it belongs to the newcomer religious community. Well, we just copy it and then give it back. See, Grazer knows these Silicon Valley eggheads who are very interested in it. But I, I, I can't believe you're even considering something like this. Have you ever been inside a portal? It's fantastic, Kath. It, it, Brian was... Grazer was right when he said that humans would pay a fortune to get just a glimpse of this. Stop. I, I don't want to hear any more of this. The portal is supposed to be used in profoundly spiritual ways. It has a deep religious significance to my people. Well, we wouldn't mess with any of that stuff. We just... We just trivialize newcomer religious practices so you can make a buck. Kathy. I've got an idea. You want an amusement park? How about... Godland? Kathy. No, no, think of the possibilities. You could have the haunted cathedral, and you could have all of the snack stands serve wine and communion wafers. All right. Oh, all right. I've got it, I've got it. Archbishops of the Caribbean. Okay. Oh, and you could have the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost a roller coaster. Kathy, that's not funny. Isn't it? <sighs> you really do come from different worlds. Okay, it's time to talk about part two of Millennium. Uh, what did you think? Just a part two. Actually, I like part two better than part one. Yes, and I'll talk. We'll, we'll go into it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Man, it was good stuff. It, I was literally, I was on the edge of my seat. It yeah, was, it was a, it, it was, it tied everything together. Yes. So, yeah. and I think that's how it's supposed to be because it's set up, set up, set up, and then you get payoff, payoff, payoff. Right. And of course, we watch all the setup first, record part one, and then we watch all the payoffs and record part two. Right. So part two is going to be a little bit more exciting, I think. It, it should be in general. It was. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, so that's good. Um, so, yeah, so it picks, I mean, obviously, like I said, we randomly picked a spot to end part one of our uh, previous podcast. And it was Polly Wanna Cracker being... Being kidnapped. Kidnapped. Yes. Right. And now we know why. Polly yes, because at first we're like... Yeah, we're like, I have no idea why they're kidnapping this random woman. Right. Um, but they wound up kidnapping her because her and Jennifer's dental records... Are very similar except for one filling. Right. So a dodgy dentist added another filling to Polly Wanna Cracker's teeth so that Jennifer can pretend or uh, stage her own death. Come to find out. Yes. Uh, Polly's x rays are identical to Jennifer's. Oh, Jennifer has one more filling right there. See? Oh. All right. Well, if I were Jennifer and I wanted everybody to think I was dead, I'd kidnap Polly and the... pay off a sleazeball dentist to add a filling in the right place. And bungle. A bingo. And anybody finding a corpse that had to be identified by dental records would think Polly was Jennifer. While Jennifer waltzes away, I don't think I like this woman. And she wants to do it right now, too, because she knows we're snapping on her wheels. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, we're not talking in sequence here. We're going to just talk main plot stories. Right. But this is Polly Wanacracker's story of why she was why? in this. Yeah, because we're like... Yeah, because you're uh, just some random person. Well, right it was funny because we're sitting there and we're, you know, we're getting pretty close into it. And I'm going... Whatever happened to Polly Wanna Cracker? And sure enough, go, there she is. Two seconds later, we find out the whole reason why. Yes, there she yeah, is. He knew. Okay. He knew she was coming. Um, but yeah, that was the whole reason for Polly Wanna Cracker was to stage Jennifer's death. death. 
um, she was going to burn Polly Wannacracker, unfortunately, and then dental records would have proven it with Jennifer. How bad does that suck, man? Yeah. Just walking on yeah. and doing Yeah, let's business. talk about the three bad people again. Okay. Because I actually felt sympathy for Jennifer. Right, because you, you learn a lot more about her in the second in the in the second half yeah. of it you learn a lot more about her yeah and and it was troubling for her it, it, it yeah and i was telling michael it's like i don't want to agree with her i don't like the method that she's doing but i understand why she's doing it she's doing it as a sort of a revenge on the human race of how she was treated of how she was treated as her a mother Tanganese. and her yes lost and, her and, killed her and father. probably like, a lot of they said she, they killed her somebody killed her father humans killed her father and then they would spit and spat and call her names as a child, I'm and sure her mom never, traumatizing. And mom didn't do anything. And mom was a very religious person and was just let it roll off your back, let it roll off your back, and didn't protect her daughter. And right. she felt betrayed. That's why she betrayed her mom, and that's why she's going after humans. They used to spit on me, you know, the humans. I can still feel it in my eyes, taste it in my mouth. Life was harsh aboard the slave ship, but coming here was a terrible betrayal. They held out the promise of freedom. And then they killed my father. And so many others. Because we weren't human. They hurl vile epithets at my mother and me. Filthy slags. She bore it stoically, ever the determined peacemaker, ever the slave. She didn't fight back when they spat on me. Humans. Now look at them. <laughs> so, so I mean, pardon me, I understand it. Two objectives. Yes. Let's yes. Make a lot of money. Yeah. Well, actually, three. Make a lot of money. Get back at the human population, yeah. or human people, and uh, f- you know, fake her death and disappear off in the sunset. Yeah. You so, know? so it's hard because she's. And that's, that's one thing I like about alienation bad guys is that they're not co- cookie cutter. Right. You know, at first, when you watch the first half of this, you're like, oh, she's just evil, 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 evil woman. And then you have the other two people who were somewhat evil and then somewhat not evil. But you find out that, you know what? She's really she, not that bad. She's not. <laughs> I, I hate saying that. because She did horrible things. But, but she really that isn't that bad. bad. <laughs> she was created by, by the hatred of, the, of what the well, humans we did to We created her, alien. right. Yes. And that's what they say. You always, pretty much everyone creates their own enemy. Because of what we did to her, she was like, she's turning on us. All right, guys. Yeah. So, I mean, so part I'll of me, part of me regrets saying that she was evil, evil in the first episode, but that's all I knew of her in that episode. She was evil, but now you get a little bit more insight into, oh, okay, now I understand why she's doing it. I don't agree with what she's doing. Right. But you and, understand why. But I understand why. So she's not just pure evil just to be evil. She's doing it. She's vindictive. She's being, she, it's revenge. Right. You know, so I, I, I liked that storyline. Um, the guy remains the same, any means to an end. He just wants to get out of the slumlords and... Yes, and, and he doesn't care what he has to do. he has to do. Yeah, so him, he's actually worse than her. Because In a she, roundabout sort of way. Because, no, but she has a reason. Yeah, he, well, yeah. He has no reason, other than, well, no, see, again, <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> he wants to get out of the slums. That's all he wants to do. He wants to get out of the slums. And, and he's willing to do anything for it. Right. Yeah, and then unfortunately, the girl, uh, Marina Del Rey, she, they dump her. She has a conscious. She has, yeah, she has a, because she has a conscious, they're afraid that she's going to, you know, blab on them. So they drug her. They call it, so they drug her and leave her there to burn with Polly Wannacracker. Yep. Um, which she doesn't, obviously, because they save her in time, but... It's Marina Del Rey. What the hell's going on? They didn't trust me anymore. Jennifer convinced Calvin a completely clean getaway. No, no... No witnesses. No one to tell what happened. Or keep them from... Hey, stay with me, Marina. Come on, talk to me. Keep them from what? From conning others out of millions. Is my son with them? But Francisco? Yes. He'll die. He'll die with the others. It's nice, because it's, it's... Like I said, it just shows you those three different personalities of this villain, this group of villain people. Right, and our perspective in the first half is totally... It's, it, it's, it's changed, changed for the main one, the evil one. Right. The other guy is still, you know... But the main one's the main one. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. the one, but it, it changed yeah. dramatically from wow to like... 
okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, your method isn't the best. You shouldn't be doing it this way, but I know I, why. I get you. <laughs> Which is weird to say. All right. A bad you're, person you're bad, man. I know. You're bad. Per- I am such a good person. You're That's a bad person. I told Ken you when I was Mitt watching Leiter. it. When I was watching it, I was like, "That's <laughs> that's." I cannot believe I'm actually thinking. It's not bad. It's not. <laughs> she's not that bad. I actually understand. I feel sympathy oh, for the bad person. You're bad. Oh, it's horrible. Horrible. And she was going to lead all these people to death. And I'm like, yeah. I understand why. <laughs> That's still a You're bad stupid thing. follower. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she mesmerized me. I guess I'd be part of her cult. Yep, you're done. <laughs> I'll be the one, Ken, what are you doing? <laughs> no, Mike, it's okay. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's um, those are the bad people, and then we have the continuation of the craziness at the precinct. Oh, and with, it gets uh, crazy. It's real. It, it gets really bad, especially the day before. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and Cleopatra and people fighting and yeah. every every walks of earth. Yeah, and there's no cops left. Yeah, know, they're all, all so busy running yeah, around. All the doing reserves everything. are in. And yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just holy moly crazy. It is a crazy time. Yeah, and I don't really think the LAPD was probably that bad during the millennium. No. The real millennium, but they definitely heightened, um, heightened, heightened uh, the things around them. But I like the progression. Oh, from, yeah, it was from, cool. From, from the, the very first to the very to, last, to the last day, holy oh, yeah. shnikey, you yeah. know? It was, it was pretty bad. It was, yeah, he, it was over extreme the last day, but still, yeah. it, was, it was neat how they did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to talk about Brian. Oh, that was the, I was just thinking that, man. I'm Okay, last episode I ranted on or two episodes I ranted on Kathy being a bitch. Okay, and I kind of apologize when ranted. <laughs> Brian Grazer douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean, mean that's always, the nicest thing I'm going to say. He's, he's always been quite He's a, always been not the nicest, you know. He's, he's for himself, it seems like. Always. To benefit himself or yes. his precinct, he'll yes. do what he has to do. Yes. Again, which I can see okay why, but it's not right. Yeah, but... but He's bad. He, yeah, because what he does is he actually blackmails Matt. Because Matt used a program to write his his test for Detective 2. And uh, Brian liked it and, you know, said, okay, well, we're going to make you a Detective 2. wasn't official yet, but he was going to go through and put him in for a Detective 2. Come to find out, Brian... Uh, He's such an idiot. He joins in while they go investigate this. Uh, they now know it's the box. They know it's the box from generation to generation. The portal. Yep. The portal. They know that's where it's at. They know who they need to go to. They set it up. Matt's all you know, pretending to be uh, heartbroken because his partner was killed and blah, blah, blah. Even though there's an obvious camera on his tie clip. Oh, it's the size of a peephole from a door. If you look, I, <laughs> it looked like a peephole from a door. That's why I thought yeah. the peephole from a door. I go, hey, yeah. can you see the peephole on my tie? Of course, they didn't see it. Um, but anyways, uh, Brian comes there to join them to help him no out. Help. And he's an idiot. He's impatient. Gun, gun drawn, impatient. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's oh, go my... in. And so he blows it. And um, they chase the bad people into the actual portal. So they go into the off to the other world. Um, you know, of course, they're attacked by the scorpion thing that attacked the guy at the very beginning because they heard the story of it. And so they imagined it. Whatever they bring head. into it. Yep. It creates it. So he, he realized this is the world that had that alien. So all of a sudden the alien appeared and attacks Brian. Uh, they get out. They run out of its range. Um, but then later on, Brian winds up pulling. Plus they don't get out. They they close a the portal. Oh, that's right. You're right. They close, they the, close portal. the portal and it disappears. And then and Matt run into runs wall. into a wall. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. <laughs> um, then we have um, Brian who brings Matt pulls him aside after he tells him that he's going to make him a detective too. And he says, oh, I have this great idea. I have these friends out in Silicon Valley. And I'm thinking this amusement park. And he wants to use the box, the portal. It's like a virtual reality thing. Yes. He wants to be able to take people, pay, well, and, and people would pay big to bucks. To see family members. To see whatever. family members or to see alien worlds. I mean, people would definitely do it. So he wants to, he wants to, and he doesn't want to steal the box. He wants to take it for a few days. Replicate it. Have them, yeah, engineer, reverse engineer it and how it works. And then make new ones and, and charge back, people. Yeah, and, and let them have it back. God, wasn't that jungle incredible? Yeah. You can see how people would be dazzled by those alien visions, since we've never been to other planets like Slag. Newcomers. Yeah, that's what we figured. They would just want to keep moving from one thrill to the next. Yeah, we're uh, worried that the portal could be majorly addictive. But it could also have some very exciting possibilities. What are you talking about? I'm talking about being creative with the newcomer technology. Uh, But safely, of course. Creative? Matt, 
the portal could be bigger than Star Tours at Disneyland. You want to use the portal for joyrides? Listen, the portal technology is new. There are no patents. Yeah, but... but the damn government has already taken advantage of newcomer technology. Why not us? I've put out very confidential feelers. My cousin Rose's husband, Phil, he's got some connections with R&D geniuses up in the Silicon Valley. They're very excited, Matt. Well, that's just swell, Bri. But why are you telling me all this? Because I know that eventually you're going to find that portal. Oh, now, wait a minute. Hey, look, I'm not stupid. I know you can't stand me, but I'm not asking you to go pick out curtains. All we've got to do is grab the box for a couple of days, and we could both be very rich very quickly. You know, Matt's a little leery at first, but then he seems to be full board. This doesn't make sense. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, that's the only thing that bothered me with that part was that that didn't seem right. Uh, it didn't seem mad. Yeah, and then um, um, they, there's a scene with Kathy and Matt, and they're you know in the apartment, and he's like, "Oh, wouldn't it be better to have a pool and a you know tennis court, double sided, a blah, nice, blah, blah, yeah, right. much nicer apartment, much better part." And she's like, "Wow, you're going to get that much Detective of a raise too, in right. Detective Two? And he's like, "No, but then there's an adventure that Brian." And she's like, well, doesn't Brian hate you? And he's like, well, yeah, but he knows I can help him. And he goes through and he explains to, to Kathy, which I'm like, you're an idiot. Yeah, Ka- I, Explaining to Kathy I know, that I'm you like, want to steal alien their technology and use it. Their religious technology. Yeah. So, so then she starts blasting uh, yeah, Christianity. Of course, and of course, starts... Well, yeah, of course she's offended. Right. And she's like, I can't believe you would do this. And then she starts, yeah, she, you want to talk about the whole God, God land. Yeah, she's just blasting just Christianity left and right. And, yeah. and Matt's starting to get offended. Yes. And she's like, yep. oh, yeah, like, she's ta-da, like oh. right? You see the reference? And you see it clicks in Matt's. It like, clicks, yeah. I'm an idiot. Yes. So, yeah. Right. So... So then he she goes, made her point. <laughs> she did, definitely. So he goes back uh, the next day and he's talking to Brian up on the garden with Albert who's tending to the garden. And I love it because he has an Albert Einstein shirt. Yes, he does. And you made sure you told me that. You pointed I that did, out. I, uh, Mike, that, look. I just thought shirt. it was very cute. <laughs> that Albert's wearing an Albert shirt. That person he was named after. Right. Um, but Brian's up there and uh, Matt goes to tell him, I'm out. I'm not doing it. I'm, I can't do it. But then Brian pulls the biggest douchebag move. Yes, douchebag. Word of the day. Look at kid. So, so yeah, he's uh, he uh, he blackmails Matt because he knows Matt did not write the paper, and so he kind of tests him a little bit and says, "Oh, so, you know, you claim so and so started the, started this whole." Uh, uh, supernova. No, supernova drug. He's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, wait, maybe it was this person. And that's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that was him. So, no, it was the it, first person. And... Yeah. Yeah, so he caught him in a lie. And he's like, don't and worry he, about uh, it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Real nice up here, huh? Yeah, listen, I've been thinking. I thought your case project was very thorough. Huh. Supernova's a real killer drug. You're convinced it was the Dai Chin family that first brought it to L.A.? Yeah, well, that's what all our research pointed <laughs> well, what to. What am I saying? I didn't mean Dai Chin. Uh, you said it was Lebowski, right? Yeah, right. Lebowski. Actually, now that I think of it, your report does say Dai Chin. Now, what the hell? It's a great paper. Whoever wrote it. But we've got more important things to discuss, hmm? That's why I thought we'd come up here for a little privacy. Just a few flowers, fruits, a vegetable. I've been on with the Silicon Valley guys. They're ready for the first step. Phil's got a tech crew standing by, ready to analyze the box. They think the theme park is an outstanding idea. I'm telling you, Matt, this thing could be huge. Hey, listen. And you can count on me to keep mom about your case project. I mean, everybody fudges a little now and then, right? But you go get me that old portal. Huh, buddy? Oh, I was like, oh, my God, douche. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> Kids, I, oh, I think you were having a hard time. Oh, you I were was. like, that was it. Because, you know what? I, I've given him the benefit of the doubt. I, I, but I... <laughs> Again, if you go to previous recordings of me, I do bash him quite a bit because he's bad. He he's kind of a semi. He's a douchebag. Yeah, he's and his the true most colors came out today, kid. man, yeah. and it was, it was bad. It was bad. It, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he leaves Matt. So Matt never said he wasn't going to do it, but that's where it, it stood right there. And then we have um, the whole Emily with the human. Yes, because if you remember last episode in the summary, she yeah. gets herself into a bad situation she does yeah and if you remember from the last episode we talked about how she met uh, a boy a human boy who was very tinkto which means he's very alien like centric yeah, yeah he can speak the language and we come to find out he had uh, spots tattooed on, on his back. back um but he invites her to a millennium party 
And she gets there, and she's the only person there. And I'm like, okay, red flags. Red Big flags. House, I mean, like it's a gorgeous house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's oh definitely he's a rich boy. Right. He comes from a rich family. Little kid, yeah. Right. yeah. Sour milk. Vintage. October. Oh, I don't drink. Damn. It's New Millennium's Eve. Let your hair down a little. So to speak. What about your parents? They're not back from Palm Springs yet. I just want us to have a little time alone first. Oh. Got something to show you. Here, hold my shirt. Go ahead. What do you think? Not bad. Yours. Randy, I really like you, but things can get a little dangerous unless. Hey, I've seen the video. Sex with the proper alien. I know how. Oh, right spots. See? So, I mean, you know, you're thinking, okay, well, this is good. It's, you know, it seems to be decent. And then he gets a phone call. He's like, oh, it's probably my mom. He picks it up. He's like, oh, yeah, it's my mom. Hold hey, on mom, a second. Mother, yeah. And he steps off into another room. Told you I'd win, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just bring the money to the party tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I am definitely going to shag the slag before midnight. He turns, and Emily's standing in the doorway, listening to all of it. And so she gets upset, obviously. And she goes running off, and then he's like, Em, Em, wait, wait. And I'm like, you do not want to mess with a Tankanese woman that you just screwed over. Emily! Emily, wait, damn it! Let me! Ah! Yeah, because she kind of like chucked him about 100 yards. <laughs> yeah, right into a table of food. <laughs> yeah, so there was no doubt she was going to get... I thought, because when I saw the scene... Because I've seen, seen these episodes previously, but you know, I haven't seen them in a while, so I forgot. But when I saw her in that dress, I knew the dress got ripped. So I was like, oh, she's going to get, like, a rape scene with Emily. But it wasn't that. It was, he did grab her to turn right. her around, and he ripped her dress. Yeah. But then all she's like, she And she flung him. Flung him out. Yeah, just, like, flicked him aside. Um, so that ended. And then she wound up going home, and Susan was there, and she comforted her. Did and, we mention the she was stealing, too, to impress this boy? Oh, yeah. we met, That happened prior to this, because she wanted that little, still, that yeah. little card. Um, so yeah, so, so again, this boy all... was still bad for her, right? Because he's yeah, because she wanted this. Her parents weren't gonna they, it weren't gonna they buy it. They're not gonna do it anymore. So yeah. she stole something. So she stole so. it, yeah, and she got away with it. Which, which you know, it it, it weighed on her mind because at the end she winds up saying, "I'm gonna take it back." Yeah, you know? I'm like, I don't know how you can just walk back in and say, yeah. "I stole this she from you." Shame on her too, because now, yeah, I have an issue with that. Because think about it. If everything was hunky dory, she still would keep it. It's just because everything went sour. That's why oh sour. Yeah. <laughs> but that, you know what I'm saying if things yeah. were, I think yeah. fine. You're right. No, but I don't know. I think it still would have played. I on mean, her. you should see. I her still would have played on her conscience. Yeah. She was very guilty. I think eventually it would have gone back to her. Um, okay, I'm skeptical. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this later. So, um, so yeah, so that was the Emily Human storyline that we they concluded, and then we had the big final conclusion. Was uh, Buck Buckles? Yeah, MIA. Yes, he's gone for a few days, and it comes to find out we know where he's at. They find out where he's at that he's become a cult member and he's living there on the premises of this abandoned uh, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a train station or an old depot or something. Um, but yeah, so you also see a lot more humans, and this is where we find out about Jennifer's past, and I and, felt and sympathy the, for her. And the Francisco's find out because his credit card's maxed, yes, and they don't know why yes. or how. And then they go back, and there's a computer uh, that was charged to George's credit card, and he's like, I didn't buy this. And come to find out that Buck bought it and returned it for cash, so he can give the money to Jennifer. So then it all starts falling together, and they, they find out... They finally realize. Yeah, they oh. finally realize Polly Wanacracker and Jennifer's dentals are the same, and, you know, if you want to pretend you died... And then the elder in the shrine tells her, my daughter Jennifer, Jennifer like, so yeah. bingo! Everything starts lining up, yeah. and we're like, oh, okay. You see it all coming, um, 
you know, parts they of it at least. Great job. But yeah, but it was it was it all, all in, yeah, man. It was yeah. There great. were no loose ends. So by the time this this episode ends, you're like very satisfied because everything is concluded. Oh yeah. So I mean, we have the end. Like I said, they find Polly. She's still alive. They find uh, Marina Del Rey. She's still alive. But then they go after um, Jennifer. Jennifer and, and the, yeah, um, the, the the guy and the, the members of because Buck's part of that. No Here, help. Okay, let me tell you. Here's let, let me. I'm sorry for because this is the best. I really enjoyed this, and I was into it. I was. It was so intense. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed this part tremendously. I'm telling you right now. Imagine the box. Okay, so they're in the portal, and George and Matt can see them. Yes, and they're like in a silhouette, but you can see yeah, them. Yeah. And you're inside the portal, and it looks like you're in a mountain terrain and all that. So it's neat because George's like, gotta go in there because they can't get their attention otherwise. Yes. They can't and, hear or Right. See so them. George goes in, and the one guy attacks him. Yes. And it's just really neat because they're fighting on top of a mountain, but in reality, they're in like a, a like a industrial, a industrial plant. plant yeah. You know, and 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 I'm going, what's going on? I just liked how the real world matched the virtual world. Yes. Because Matt, you know, George's getting ready to fall. He's hanging from a cliff in the portal. Yeah. But in the real world, he's hanging from a uh, like a, a, a walkway, like a, a catwalk. Platform. Yeah. Like a catwalk. He's yes. hanging from that. Yeah. And, you know. So Matt, he's on a like a, a movable some type of scaffolding, scaffolding thing that goes moving, across moving the scaffold. Roof. Yeah. And. And I'm going, this is good. This is, it caught my attention because I was so, I'm like, this is neat. How's this going to, I'm thinking, how's this going to play out? Yeah. And my brother's like, I wonder if he shoots him. Is it going to be like a missile or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. what how kind of weapons are going to yeah, be? Yeah, because in the world, things change. Right. From our world to their world. So how, what would it be? So Matt grabs a toolbox. Yeah. And just chucks it on the guy. And in the virtual world, yeah. it's a big rock. It's a giant rock that hits the top of the guy and knocks him off. It's so neat because him off the George scaffold. can't see Matt, but he no, knows he did. No, look at he's, yeah, he's kind of waving randomly waving around like, hey, I know thanks. you're there. It's kind of cool. <laughs> and, and Matt sees the, the, the coal or the Jennifer with yeah. the people off to a distance because he's looking for them. Yeah. He finds them and he's looking for George and that's when he sees, he's George, sees George struggling. Yeah. But it was just so neat, man. I was so intrigued. I go, they did such a good yeah. job on this whole sequence. Yeah. It blew my mind. I agree. I mean, it blew my mind. It was mind. cool. If you want to finish the ending, go ahead, because I'm pumped. <laughs> it was so cool. No, it was. I agree. That was a very cool scene. Um, but yeah, I mean, then after that, George finds Buck and the group of people. Jennifer is saying, uh, you know, trust me. Look, I can walk on air. And she walks across this ravine. Um, but in reality, we see Matt watching this happen. And she's walking across a plank a board that runs across. And of course, when she gets to the other side, she kicks, she it, kicks off. it off. And she's like, now follow me. Just trust me. Yeah. And George well, gets she there. Said she wants all their worldly possessions. Oh yeah. She's like, I'm sharing my, all my money. She has all her money with you. I hope you do the same. And they wound up, Oh yeah, here, here take it all. <laughs> so she has this bucket full of cash and everything else in there. Um, and then George comes up to them and says, no, it's a lie. Yeah. But, but they're also, they're all, yeah, they're just also enveloped in it. And so they hold him back. Um, they cover his mouth so he can't talk. And then Buck, of course, is the one that starts walking. Well, because she's telling him, Buck, well, come yeah. here, follow me. And then the cool thing, you know, George, you can see George looks at her, looks at Buck and goes, have I ever lied to you? And it's something, it almost kind of clicked off a little bit, like, you know. But I, not enough. I know, you're right. But he was kind of like. But you're right. He did hesitate. He did like. It, it hesitated enough for Matt to do what he needed to do. Right. You know, because he did stop and he paused a minute. He was walking, going to walk right Gonna out. Going to go thing. for it. Yeah, you're right. He was. So he did technically save his son by making him pause for a second. But then Buck turns to, to move. Back. And then Matt comes with some sort of bat or a pole and he smashes the religious box. I was devastated. The portal has gone. Yeah. The one and only. He smashes it and it causes like, uh, you know, it like flickers in and out of existence. So you see both realities coming in together. And then suddenly there's like this burst of energy electricity that kind of goes all over the place and it uh, hits Jennifer and knocks her and she into falls. the crevice or in, into the scaffolding area and she falls to her death. And then the world's gone and they're all standing up there trying to figure out what's what going, the heck's on. going on. Um, so yeah, so that was the conclusion of that storyline. So they say, unfortunately they destroyed the box. You know, and again, I, I'm with you. I can see a lot of good that box could do could to, oh, to yeah. see a loved one. Yes. You know, I can see someone paying... They I, use it for the wrong purpose, I think. No, I think so too. But I think the Tanktonese are going to use it to help with their culture because right. they can show them what Tankton looked like, which many people which, aren't no, going to see. Good, I'm saying for so, both. Yeah, it would have. Yes, it would have been. It, it would have been. You know, instead of profiting off it, you know, you get it. I can totally see it, man. I, I mean, for for being a dad and, and having two kids, and yes. I mean, I can. 
totally see because they they put in the very beginning of the episode they have the one guy under hypnosis and he wanted to see his wife and his daughter. So yeah. Some tra- I mean, I I can. It just man. No, you can no, relate to I can it. Relate, yes. I, can, I can see. I would you do anything? But would it be? It's, it wouldn't be a good thing because it's not real. Your, to them, your kids it, are still it's your dead. Perspective. Though. You're right. They're, I know, but, but to see him again, just I know, to see him again, to see and talk to him, but it would be real. So be, I know, but, but, but I, know. I think I think the perception. You know, if anything happened to anybody, like you, you know, and I saw you guys, I would want to see it again. Oh, I, I, I agree. It, you know, I agree. You're, you're going to want to see it again. Healthy. I agree. You're right. But you're, you're right. Not, it's you're not right. healthy. You're going to do whatever, you, and yeah. that's what they're doing. Yeah. So, so it, it's sad. It, it, I feel. I feel more. I feel bad for those people. Yes, because they were compassionate. They were lost. Yes. And this person took and advantage I felt of them. So bad. Yeah. And then now you could tell when that box, they're like, they're even more confused. And like, yes. to me, they're more lost now. Now they're like, yeah, they're definitely going to need some counseling after this. <laughs> <laughs> All of them, even though Buck seemed fine. They're definitely going to need counseling. <laughs> So the final, of course, the final uh, scenes is the actual millennium, is the turning over of from to 1999 to, to 2000. So it shows the Francisco family getting ready to count down. It shows uh, Matt and Kathy on top of their roof getting ready to count down. It shows Albert with his plants. And not his wife. Yeah, which I didn't understand that. Because Ken's all wears mayonnaise. Like, wear mayonnaise. <laughs> mayonnaise needs to be with him. Um, so yeah, so that's... Uh, so they do the countdown. Everyone's a big celebration. So there's fireworks, and it ends with Kathy and Matt kissing, just like the past two TV movies ended yep. with them kissing. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, so yeah. So overall, very, very good episode. Hey, this is up. This is like a nine for me. Yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite. Probably, it's not the all time. You didn't get the all time favorite. You just got favorite. No, so. I was just gonna say favorite TV movie. But we have, oh, we have two we're, more to go. We're going. We're going. We have two more to go. Okay. Well, as of right now, yes, this the is third a... is my favorite. Yes, this is I agree. my favorite. TV movie so far. Yes, I agree. Blown away, people. If again, if you're like me and have not seen them, oh, I highly recommend. Yeah, it. you shouldn't be listening to our podcast if you haven't seen them. Well, well, but if you know the series, <laughs> hopefully, though, yeah, that's true. Come that's on, true. you've seen the series now. That's true. I highly recommend it, guys. I mean, this is. I mean, it, it's very a lot of the stuff is just it tugs at me, man. It, yeah. Emotionally and physically, and I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm sweating. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> it's that good. It's, it's good. It's that good. Yeah. So, and that, I mean, I can't say enough about it. So, it's amazing. Hi, detective. Jeez, uh, Albert. I guess I haven't been up here in a while. It's very peaceful. It's amazing. You know what I think is amazing? These seeds that I am planting right now in this millennium are going to blossom in the next. Yeah. It's a beautiful garden, Albert. Uh, all it takes is a little pruning and turning the soil and the vitamins, of course, and weeding, and you got to spread a lot of manure. Uh, Matt, over here. Yeah, speaking of. Okay, time for some behind the scenes. We have a few for this part. Um, first up, we have Millennium, this TV movie, and Body and Soul, the previous TV movie, were actually shot back-to-back, costing a total of $8.6 million. Body and Soul actually cost four point two, and Millennium cost four point four. You could tell, because I think Millennium had just a little bit more special effects than I mean, that's, uh, Body that's and Soul. crazy yeah. to me. That's yeah. a lot of money. But it's cool that they shot them back-to-back. Right. You know, that, that's really cool that I'm they were they actually... they had the money for that. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Our next one we have here is Millennium won a Saturn Award for the best single genre televised presentation in 1995. Good job. They, des- they, they should have, man. Yeah, they definitely deserve an award. It was a good episode, yeah. Great. And the final one we have, it took 25 days to shoot Millennium. Now, my question to you, is that a long time? Is that quick? Is that good? Because I don't know. You, you 25 know days to stuff. shoot uh, an hour program, or an hour and a half? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, movies take... Six of the months to shoot. I know, but that's what I'm saying. So, and to me, this was a pretty darn good quality product. Yeah, for a 25 day shoot. Yeah, it's just very precise. Like I said, they do a lot of block they shooting. They, exactly, they must not make mistakes either. Really. They knew. Yeah, they know exactly what they're doing. Right. Um, and then I also want to add with if you do get the little Millennium DVDs, this box set of all the TV movies, Millennium does have a commentary by Kenneth Johnson. It has a making of the Millennium, and it also has a gag reel from the Millennium. So he highly recommends so, you watch that too. Oh yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't wait to watch them. Because I, I, I've, I've seen the episodes so many times, but I don't think I've ever watched the behind-the-scenes stuff on them. Oh, now he will. So now I'm going to go watch those. <laughs> so definitely, if you're going to pick up these uh, box sets, it's definitely worth buying just because you and get And where can you really find cool. them at? Because I, I don't have that yet. The, the box, box set? You can get them at the... Amazon.com. Okay. Yeah, cool. they definitely sell them. 
Um, but yeah, definitely check him out because it has a lot of cool extra behind the scenes stuff. And that's my main thing. That's what I love most right. is all the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, because I'll tell you, let me tell you why too. Because during the movie, he's on, oh yeah, Mike, and they did this and they did that and they did here and they yeah. did that. And which I thought was really neat too, though. Yeah, because I, I watched a commentary with Kenneth Johnson. Um, and so as I, as we were watching it, I kept explaining, oh, well, you know, Kenneth said this. And, oh, you know, that shot where Soon's office, that's that guy's office, too. And it's just the opposite direction. My favorite one, and I'll tell you real quick, you know, is when they were up at nighttime up on the rooftop. Yes. And, and Ken said that it was midnight when they were doing the filming of this cult scene. And Kenneth Johnson actually had a son go the businesses like two miles away pay them to keep their lights on to make it look like yeah because the, the skyscrapers because he yeah. wanted to make it look like the la skyline right which, and they're actually using was, the la right. skyline <laughs> but he said because it was so late at night that people were starting to go home and turning off their lights <laughs> but he and he's like and you didn't think la would ever go dark but it does <laughs> so he sent this kid who also worked for the show um he sent them there with cash to pay people to keep the to pay on. like the the security people to go through and turn lights on in the buildings to make it look like people live there still. <laughs> so I thought it was That was fun. cool. Yeah. Interesting. That's tidbit. the kind of stuff you find in those uh, extras. <laughs> That's right. Commentaries. <laughs> They're awesome. So definitely check them out. And so, my beloved friends, tomorrow we'll combine all our monetary possessions. Together we'll purchase a property in the High Sierras for our transcendent new community. And to celebrate, I will lead us all to the highest level yet within the portal to reach an astonishing spiritual purity. And what day could be more appropriate than New Year's Eve? The beginning of a new age. Tomorrow, we'll enter it together at the sundown of the old millennium. All who are ready to join me, step forward. Well, we found a couple names for you. We did. And I'll do the first one. All right. Uh, we got Pollywanna Cracker. I love that name. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you what it actually is, though. It's a play on words for Pollywanna Cracker, which is a common saying to parrots and is often used in training a parrot to speak. Very, How many times have you heard that one? Very cool. Right? And our final one is Dr. Alfresco. Alfresco usually refers to being outdoors, taking place outdoors, or dining outdoors. Although never seen, he was named several times during this episode. That's cool. So you're going to dine El Fresco. El Fresco, right. Yes. Isn't it glorious? Your successful passage through the darker worlds has brought you to this magnificent. Embrace it. Together, we will move higher still to new light to your loved ones. But first, this is all of my worldly worth. I freely share it with you to found our new community. Oh, uh, will you so share with me? Oh, yes. 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 You can find us all over the internet. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Alienation Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Alienation Cast. You can follow me personally at Master Jedi 1975. Or you can follow me personally at Geeky Fanboy. We are now on Stitcher Radio. You can download the app on any mobile device and listen to us anytime. And we always love getting reviews on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, type in Alien Nation Podcast, and we would love if you give us a five-star review. You can download the podcast, you can listen to the podcast, or just read show notes at alienationpodcast.com. We love getting feedback from you guys. If you want to send any comments about an episode, about a podcast, anything at all, you can send those to alienationpodcast at gmail.com. No, 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 Dad. You're all being duped by this fraud. Don't speak about her that day. No, Dad, you don't understand how I don't. Don't let him upset our delicate world. This is police business. I want you to call the business of your hands. No, don't. Hey. But keep him silent. Let him learn the power of our ways. Let him see me walk on air. Yeah. 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 She's She's... Oh, good. 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 Oh,
share this with me too. Make your own leap of faith. Hey, now, stay back! It's not real! Bring him. Help him see our way. Walk toward me, arm in arm. Buck! Clear yourself. Come. Come to me. Come. Buck! Listen to me! Stay close together. Stop! So that's it for part two of Millennium. Yes, I think we both really enjoyed it. Good, good stuff. So uh, that was it for the third TV movie. Next month, we'll do part one of the fourth TV movie called The Enemy Within. Ooh. Yeah. Good good stuff. stuff. (laughs) 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 All right. But before we go, always remember, when joining a cult, make sure to use the buddy system. That's such good advice. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. See ya. Uh, it's 11.55. It's almost time. Glad I'm here to celebrate. Me too, Buck. Me too. Ta-da! Ah, the queen approaches. And the crown princess. Your gracious majesty. Only four minutes left. I'm so glad we're all here together. With no more slave ships in our future. And a lot less uh, slave mentality. I'm glad we're on this planet. Yeah, when you think of all the ones we could have ended up on. Without each other. Oh, no synth. I'm going to return it. And I'm giving back the MIDI chip. Good. You know, I think this planet has some real possibilities. In spite of the fact they've had a very shaky last thousand years. Well, maybe we can help make the next thousand a little better. Yes. Well, maybe we can. Two minutes left. You like? Ooh, I like. Ooh, sparkling sour milk. <laughs> I say moe, and you say moe. <laughs> and what did Grazer say? What could he say? I told him the portal was gonzo. Sayonara, Grazer land. Oh, and what about your Detective 2 test? Oh, I'm sure to pass it sometime in the next thousand years. Probably about the time you get your garden growing. Hey, 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 no, I started that earlier today. Get out of here. Really? I planted some kohlrabi and some seeds for wildflowers and some radishes. What? Uh, Something Albert said about uh, how the seeds we plant in this millennium will blossom in the next. I love Albert. And I love you.
Attention, attention. Are you a fan of MASH, one of the most groundbreaking television series in history? Then take a listen to the MASH 4077 podcast, where hosts Kenny, Simon, and Al discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. So come and find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 podcast or online at www.mash4077podcast.com. Ghost-infected Frank. He passed it on to the other guys, and I got it from his corpse. Right. Hello, Echo. How are you feeling? Did I fall asleep? For a little while. Previously on Heroes. You had to go and be the detective, didn't you, man? I'm not an aggressive person, but... Oh, man, there's just way too much on all I these like channels. Things, but only in-game. Everybody lives, Rose. Just this one! In your dreams, Natloaf! Bite my shiny metal hat. Sometimes I get, I get vision. Walter, what are you doing? What you learn? I wish there was some way to find out what's really worth watching. There is. What? Who? What was that? Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the viewer's guide to genre television. Where is that coming from? With its spoiler-free quick reviews and water cooler and the spoiler-filled in-depth back porch discussions, Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV is the only resource fans need to know what's on, what's good, and what's coming soon in science fiction and fantasy television. How did you get into my house? Join Kevin, Wendy, and Brent each week for the latest in genre television. I'm calling the police. Uh, you can find Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. No, seriously. How did you get into my house? Alien Nation, the newcomer's podcast, is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alien Nation, the new cast. Jesus, the new cast. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alien... <laughs> and is often used in turning a parrot to speak. Training. God, what am I, what am I reading? <laughs> then our next one and our last one, we have Dr. Al Fresco. Al Fresco usually refers to the outdoors, taking place outdoors, dining outdoors, although never... Let me do that again. Uh, next month, we will do part one of our... the. F next month, we'll do part four. Um, definitely high marks on both of our... Uh, um, oh, I don't know. High marks. Okay. <laughs> I uh, don't know where I was going with that. Um, 